0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of My Sister Made Me View It where Emily is so right yet so wrong about so many things. Oh, I'm so mad. First of all, (laughs) um I'm so upset about this. My name is Megan, and I should get back to notating sequences. My name is Emily, and I should be house hunting. But instead Instead, we're we're making a podcast! Oh my gosh, Uh, what a reading. This week we are covering chapter 33, Burdens. Chapter 34, Blossoms and Cake. And all of the interludes between parts 2 and 3 with Eshonai. Basher and Tal- I mean, Zahel and Tal. (laughs) First blush, Emily,
1: what did you think? I'm- okay, remember how- I'm sweating. I'm absolutely perspiring because this was such a high, high, intense thing with Kaladin being like, what's gonna happen? Oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, this was so good. This whole thing was so good. So much happened. And then
0: so much didn't happen. <laughs> Emily thought Yasna was going to come back.
1: No, she did. She you was there. You got so
0: excited when Pattern talked in Yasna. I was. Listen. So mad. I filmed this because I thought Emily <laughs> was going to get excited about Shalon finally revealing the blade that you've been talking oh, I about. Knew I knew that was going to happen, though. I know, but you got confirmation. <laughs> you read and found out. You guys. Almost no reaction where she's like, Yeah, she's gonna pull out the sword, of course. Then <laughs> when Pattern starts talking like Yasna, Emily's like ah, Yasna, And I'm like, No. <laughs> we'll put it on our TikTok. A lot of Emily's predictions came true. Mm-hmm. For one thing, you're like, oh, Tins people were the people who tried to kill Yasna on the boat. Yep. And then I said, if that's true, what do you think will happen when Shalon finds out? And you're like, well, there's going to be a confrontation, but pff, it's not like Shalon can just pull out a gun and shoot her. <laughs> but Ellie, what did Shalon do? She pulled out her
1: shard blade instead. Killed her. She killed her. No more Tins. Okay. Remember how I was so upset that Shalon murdered the boat? Yep. I wasn't that upset that she hurt him. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Your emotions are a little broken about this. First up, though, let's let's wrap our confrontation with Zeth and Kaladin. Okay. Emily, can you read us the
1: uh, epigraph? But it is not impossible to blend their surges to ours in the end. It has been promised, and it can come. Or do we understand the sum? We question not if they can have us then, but if we dare to have them again. From the listener song of Spren, 10th
0: stanza. Do you remember what the immediate epigraph was from? The immediately previous epigraph was from? Oh, I'll nope. give you a spoiler. You. It was the Listener's Song of Spren, ninth stanza. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna read both of these stanzas together. Then. Okay. The spren betrayed us, it's often felt. Our minds are too close to their realm. That gives us our forms, but more is then demanded by the smartest spren. We can't provide what the humans lend. Though broth are we, their meat is men. But it is not impossible to blend their surges to ours in the end. Mm -hmm. It has been Mm -hmm. promised and it can come, or do we understand the sum? We question not if they can have us then, but if we dare to have them again. Oh, what happens to Ash and I in the Oh, not a good
1: thing. Nope, not. a not. good thing.
0: All right, well, we'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, Kaladin's falling in the rain. And with one hand, he's got Seth's clothes in a death
1: grip. Yeah. I just, listen, I love this first line. Kaladin fell with the rain. Like, that's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. that evokes such a gorgeous scene, especially after everything that just happened. Just this idea of, like, slow motion sort of a thing.
0: Do you remember in book one when he was standing on the edge of the chasm and he was watching the droplets fall? hmm <gasps> I love that. I don't know if he expected to survive going out the window with Zeth. <gasps> oh! He's a droplet now. Yeah.
1: Uh... With his, his but he doesn't clings have. clings to the assassin's bone white clothing with his
0: one working hand. Oh my gosh. So in the previous chapter, Kaladin is cursing himself out for not bringing extra spheres with him on guard duty. Yeah, because he sucked in hardly anything at all. Yep. But he realizes as Seth's glow goes up that Seth. Has spheres and he steals
1: it. Oh, I love that this was delicious. Where he like sucks it in really fast before and then that can do it. And then kicks him. And then <laughs> Uh. he hits the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Kaladin goes splat. Just he hit hard. No getting his feet. He just goes blam. <laughs> but he lives because he has stormlight. Mm-hmm. And it's like fixing him at the moment. Like, it's a flashback to how Gavilar died.
0: Oh! <laughs> uh, anyway, he made it. He did it. And uh, Zeth is standing up, too. But Kaladin's feeling very, um, not embarrassed, but basically he's like, okay, this guy is making me look like I'm wet behind the ears. Like, <laughs> yeah. brand new. I mean,
1: okay, Kaladin, this dude can lash people to the ceiling and stuff, like, not give yourself a break, but give yourself a
0: little break, you know? Uh, And Zeth is a little stunned at this, and he starts speaking to him in the Shin language Mm -hmm. at first. Um, And Kaladin's trying to snap himself into action again, but he's, I mean, he's dazed.
1: Like, you've got to think, even if he's being healed by Stormlight, you get in any sort of, like, accident or whatever, like, you're dazed, you know? But what does Kaladin do with all the light that he slurped? Oh up? my gosh, I did not see this coming at all. I thought Kaladin getting his arm sliced through with the shard blade was gonna be like this this thing of like um I thought it
0: was gonna be like Tennelkoff from Young Jedi Knights. Young Jedi
1: Knights where like they don't fix it. It's just like it's just, a part yeah, of he who has to who adapt. It is. To it. No, he fixes it with the light. And um Zeth freaks out. Totally. He breaks Zeth here. He
0: completely, completely breaks him. What are you, he demanded. Ah, I love that. Same thing you are, Kaladin said. He felt a wave of nausea, but forced himself to appear firm. Wind runner. You can't be. <laughs> okay, Emily, I want you to read what Zeth is screaming in the
1: next. okay. They told me I was a liar. They told me I was wrong. Seth, son, son, Velano, truthless. They named me truthless. And then he says, Are they back? Are they all back? Yes, Calvin (laughs) (laughs) says. Like he doesn't know if that's true, but he he feels like that's the right answer to give.
0: So, Emily, so, Emily. Mm -hmm. Zeth has been named truthless. And has been told he is a liar. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Okay, so here's
1: my new theory. Mm-hmm. Is that he comes from a culture that doesn't believe in the Heralds. Or doesn't believe that they'll be back or anything like that. And so if Seth went around claiming, look what I can do. Like, she's a witch, bad hat. You know, sort of a thing. And and that's was like blasphemous enough to get, you know, cast out or whatever.
0: And he's believed them that mm-hmm. he was a liar. He's His whole identity is now, tr- he is Truthless of Shinovar. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's not quite right. Uh, um, Taravangian so, better run. Kaladin, um, <laughs> Kaladin really bluffed his way through
1: this. Yeah, he rolled a nat 20 on Deception. What are you?
0: I'm uh, definitely a wind runner, <laughs> just like you. Are they back? Are they all back?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Zeth runs away. He yep. flees. I didn't see this coming either. I was expecting another big knockdown fight. Kelden watched the glowing form run, then lurch into the sky. He zipped eastward as a streak of light. That sounds
0: exactly like how Syl is always described. <gasps> oh, is he a spread? No. Oh. Okay. I'm a, um, Rainbow. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, Rayfo. I mean, Rayfo. No, I'm too late. Can't take it back. He's using Stormlight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are so stupid that I'm going to tell you right now you're wrong. I just thought, like, maybe. If he didn't have a spread that
1: didn't, like, attach to himself and he can zip around, like, Sill, And sill has been person-sized before. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have my reasons. I know you do. I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> I'm so mean to you <laughs> so for sorry. no so reason. Funny. You're reading this for me. I am. All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> Passes out. And when he wakes back up, Syl is there sleeping when you're supposed to be on guard duty, which is the same zing Adolin got him Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Kaladin doesn't feel great, but he can move his hand. Yeah.
1: He healed from a shard blade wound. It said his entire hand and forearmed ache, but it was the most wonderful ache he'd ever felt. And I'm wondering... I mean, I'm assuming, we'll, we'll find out later, but I'm assuming he's healed it. Like, it's not going to drain itself of Stormlight or anything. Like, whatever okay. he did is, like, a permanent reversal of what the Shardblade did. hmm But now I'm worried that if he does anything, like, when he was in the training camp with, training grounds with Adolin, and he, like, Kaladin went and, like, attacked him because of selfish reasons, and he lost everything, if that will affect his arm. Which is gonna be, oh, if that's what it is, you've gotta be so careful who you go to war for or why you go to war. Okay, okay,
0: okay. So Kaladin walks back alive. (laughs) And this this is very reminiscent to me of like him waking up after the high storm. But like he's definitely dead. We Mm -hmm. like we saw him go out the window. We're ten stories up, he fell hundreds of feet. Man, Kaladin's dead, and he just like walks completely unharmed back up to where everyone is and so mart and moash are the ones who are uh, guarding the door Mm -hmm. they let out whoops of surprise as they recognize kaladin they ushered him into the warmth and light of elokar's quarters Delinar and Adolin are both alive. Well, I was worried because Sil goes, there's dead upstairs.
1: And I'm yeah. like, who died? Like, because we know that one of that, you know, they found the body of a bridgeman. And I was just like, was there someone else waiting? But that would be silly because Seth doesn't work with people.
0: Although, going back to... What Adolin said at the training day in the Dueling Grounds, if I was trying to kill father, I'd never send just once. Right to be afraid. (laughs) Maybe next time there'll be two assassins trying to kill the king or Dalinar or what have you. Mm -hmm. One of the bridgemen is taking care of Dalinar and Adolin because what's Kaladin been training his bridgemen how to do? Oh, been doing a... Surgeon stuff. Yeah, which is great because at the beginning of the book when he's like seeing everyone training to be guards, he's like, why didn't I just train them all to be surgeons and get them out of the fighting? Mm -hmm. But it looks like he's doubled up what he's training them so they can like take care of people as well. Hey, where's Renarin? He's sitting in a chair. He's slumped in a chair near the corner, his shard blade
1: discarded at his feet like a piece of refuse. What's going on with poor Renarin? Well... That's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. What is going on with poor Renarin? I don't know. Like, I mean, you said in the last episode that he was, like, leave. Like, he was sent away. But I feel like protecting the king is still important. I don't know. I mean, I can understand if he feels that... He's not trusted. Like, I can totally understand if he feels that way. Because
0: they were going up against a shard bearer. And he has and shard And he has plate, plate and blade. blade. Mm-hmm. And is like, don't come to the fight. Yeah. So he's probably having some feelings about that. No other reasons. Um, and Dalinar's like, by the Almighty's tenth name, you're alive? I feel like that's the
1: most, like, maybe not profane, but like... If you swear by like the Almighty's 10th name, like, yeah, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's
0: it's reverence instead of profanity. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and A- how Adolin demanded, uh, because Kaladin like collapses, like, he's clearly not like he hasn't escaped from this unscathed, but like
0: Adolin's like, oh, no, I you're you fell, you fell, I saw, I was barely awake. But you fell. Here's a paragraph that just enrages me. Mm -hmm. I am a surge binder, Kaladin thought, as Dalinar looked over at him. I used Stormlight. He wanted to say the words, but they wouldn't come out. Not in front of Elokar and Adolin.
1: And I wonder, does he not want to say those? Because not that he's afraid of hurting their feelings, but he doesn't have the trust in them that he has in... Dalinar. He doesn't yeah. even mention Renarin. Renarin doesn't even not even a blip under <laughs> Renarin's my radar. Renarin's not part of this. He's yeah. not one of us.
0: He is not one of us. <laughs> uh, and so Kaladin bluffs. Kaladin's rolling so great on all of his bluffs. All of his bluffs. And he's like, oh, I had a really good hold on him as we fell. And of course, Elokar's like, um, you probably floated all the way down. <laughs> After you landed, the king said hopefully, did you kill him? <laughs> nope, Kaladin said. Uh He ran off, though. I think he was surprised we fought back as capably as we did. Oh, yeah. And so Caitlin's like, no, we were like kids with sticks. I've never been, you know, routed so soundly. Yeah. At least we were alerted, the king said, sounding shaken. This Bridgman, he makes a good bodyguard. (laughs) You would be commended, young man. Listen, you guys, I can't stop doing the Elokar voice. (laughs) I will do the Elokar voice until my dying day. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) Who?
1: Uncle. (laughs) Because I feel like and maybe the, maybe this is me reading way too far into it. Like, the king thinks... We find out later. The king thinks that the assassination attempt was all about him. Totally get that. Um, I get why he thinks that. But I almost feel like he's trying to, like, get more attention for himself. Like, oh, I will do this for you. Even though, like, the service you did was for me.
0: I will commend you <laughs> from my point on high. Yeah, yeah. Um... How did you know, Dalinar asked. I saw a light moving in the air outside. Which technically is is true. (laughs) Still is not entirely happy with this. Mm -hmm. Also, also, Adolin glanced over, narrowing his eyes. He looked down at Kaladin's arm and frowned. (laughs) Adolin saw something. Yeah. All those years ago. Okay, so Dalinar dismissed the reports people had about the assassination. And now he's like seen it for himself. And why has he come back? And like you said, we all we all know he's here for Dalinar. But again, we don't give Elokar the relevant information he needs to do his job. Because we're still protecting Elokar like mm-hmm. a baby. And it's not going to make him a better king. No. Come on, someone needs to give Elokar a lesson in. Not the kind that Yasma did. <laughs> I was just about to say, I wonder how he would have reacted had he been the mentee of, Sister, Who is standing in the shadows behind you doing all this magic? I know you as a woman could never kill men yourself.
1: <laughs> I would turn him into a toad.
0: <sighs> Maybe they can have a seance and talk to yasna's ghost
1: that won't work because she's not dead <laughs> agreed to <and> disagree <laughs> anyway it's... adolin proves himself as the world's best
0: detective yep in this because he saw Kaladin's arm get cut and the arm is still moving around so it's fine mm-hmm but... oh Kaladin ripped the sleeve off of his cloak Kaladin says he ripped the sleeve off but when seth cut his arm It slashed the sleeve and left the arm behind. Got it. That, duh, of course. Um,
1: And so, one, Adolin's miffed because Kaladin just leaves without, like, asking permission. And Adolin doesn't like that Kaladin is, like, elevating himself so high up above everyone, even the king. Like, Kaladin just acts like he's in a completely different class. But he's he's kind of torn, where he's just like, Well, he fought alongside you, like he fought the shardbearer.
0: Nothing's right, I'm torn. <laughs> that sleep's
1: out of place.
0: <laughs> Golden naked on the ceiling.
1: <laughs> Adolin is actually starting to get suspicious, thinking that Kaladin was working in tandem with the uh, assassin, which is why Kaladin,
0: quote unquote, got off scot free. Yeah. So. Kaladin goes to where he's sure the two men who sent ahead are both dead. And Beld is down, mm-hmm. is, is out. Um, and we we talk a little bit about how Syl's like, oh, he can't have an honor spren. That's mm-hmm. just impossible. Yeah. No honor spren would give that creature the means to slaughter as it does. And then Kaladin brings up a pretty good point. Perspectives can be different among humans. What if the honor spren thought this assassin was doing the right thing? You gave me the means to slaughter Proshendi. Yeah, I found this conversation
1: very interesting with him and Syl because she, it's so interesting. She sees everything in black and white. She's on her sprint. She's all about truth. She's like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't like lies. She doesn't like any of those things. But Kaladin, I feel, is also making her think about like, well, from a different point of view, This still applies, but it's in a completely different context.
0: Yeah, and this is it's bringing us back to the trolley problem of the series. (laughs) Can you kill to protect people? Yeah. But anyway, the shard blade is different, very different. Mm -hmm. It looked ordinary to me, well, as ordinary as a shard blade can. It was different, she repeated. I feel I should know why. Something about the amount of light he was consuming. Yeah, because we saw
1: during, you know, the assassination with King Gavilar, like, Seth was, like, sucking up what felt like gallons of stormlight. And so I wonder if that affects how the blade is used, or I wonder if that affects how it acts. Uh Uh-huh. So.
0: But guess what? Hover! Hover Is alive! alive! Oh my gosh! So he's, uh... He's lost the use of his legs to the shard blade, but he's still bridge four, Kaladin says. He's I always bridge four. Teared up at this. Oh,
1: family. Yep. Ohana means nobody gets left behind.
0: Rock is gonna teach him how to cook. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna join in prove He's still part of Bridge Four. And oh my gosh, I it's like oh God. Kaladin's like, okay, Dalinar Adelin's okay, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it means so much to him. That Haber survived. Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like this mirrors book one where they're told they have to leave people behind.
0: Oh, yeah. And,
1: and you know, Haber's kind of like, he's like, I'm useless as a soldier. Like, my life is over. And Kaladin's like, no, you're coming with me. And he picks him up and carries him
0: physically back. Like, Kaladin, oh, I love you. So, that's where Kaladin ends off part two. Mm -hmm. He has faced down the assassin in white and lived. I am so surprised that it didn't go for longer.
1: I mean, I'm sure, like, the the battle to them felt, like, forever. But I was expecting, like, several chapters of, like, chasing this dude through the camps. And hundreds of people being slaughtered. And all of this stuff. And, no, it's just... Man, I, I guess
0: there's more to the story because when we brought it up last time and i was like oh yeah this is the big showdown this was two episodes ago and you're like uh he's on the back cover on a pile of a hundred bodies and i'm like it's probably not important (laughs) i'm sure this is just michael whalen doing some artistic interpretation (laughs) hey blossoms and cake. i
1: loved the callback to this just even though it's only been a couple chapters can you uh, can you read me the epigraph? Our gods were born splinters of a soul of one who seeks to take control, destroys all lands that he beholds with spite they they are his spren, his gift, his price, but the night forms speak of future life, a challenged champion, a strife even he must requite from the listener song of secrets, final stanza do you remember talking about champions? Yes, and I wondered if that's how they were going to fight is pick champions to just do like one big final who
0: do you remember the name of the person that they need to? Yes. What is it? Odium. Well, They need to what? They need, uh, if, okay. So the guy who gives Dalinar his visions, one of the messages he recorded was if you can convince Odium to choose a champion, that mm-hmm. is a way that you can fight him, that you can face him. Mm-hmm. Hey Emily, what does the word odium mean? It's something bad. It's an English word. Thank you. It's not a fantasy. Well, it's not like a fantasy made up name like Dalinar. Like odium is an actual word. I'm I'm not trying to ask you to translate elvish here. I don't think you're stupid. I'm. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Have we talked about that too, before?
1: That I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> oh, well, that what well, odium means? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if you
0: think, oh, what an odious man! Oh, like oily, grimy, unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, odium is another word for hatred. Oh,
1: hatred comes. He who he who hates. <gasps> Oh, I don't like it. Oh, because we, we skipped this, but there's
0: there have been numbers carved inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we skipped it. Jump the... back, everybody. Go back. <laughs> uh, so Elokar has finished off all the wine in his pitcher, and he goes to his room instead. And when he opens it, scraped on the back of the door into his room, mm-hmm. who reads the glyphs? Renarin.
1: 38 days Renarin read The End of All Nations ugh okay i think that teravangian is behind this because with like the end of all nations like him Mm -hmm. trying to to Mm -hmm. destabilize everything so i don't know if he has several plans going at once or not but i'm so i'm gonna be i'm just upset with him i'm very upset with that man
0: all right um our gods were born splinters of a soul Syl says that she is... A tiny piece of a god. Very tiny. What god is she a piece of? Honor.
1: Now a different god is... Odium. So we have evil spren.
0: (gasps) We have evil spren!
1: Where are they? I
0: don't know. (laughs) Rafeo.
1: Okay. (laughs) There's bad spren out there, which I feel like we
0: meet them. You saw a red-eyed spren... In one of Dalinar's visions. Right, in the Pure Lakes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the spread that Ash and I runs into
0: is bad news. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> hey, do you remember the name that I had you write down? Sia. Sia Anad. Sia Anad. You remember? I saw Anat, <laughs> and that's how you remember what that that was. Um Anyway, uh Shallan is watching uh read write in tin's tent mm-hmm. um they're getting news yep uh Shalon's wearing some slippers and <laughs> all i can hear is like the beep 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 <laughs> uh, and it says that she wishes she'd worn her oversized boots instead of slippers <laughs> uh where'd she get the boots she buy them off to block of no she
1: stole them off of Kaladin.
0: <gasps> that's right
1: i am offended so they're the news that they're getting is that their high prince might be dead, but they're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, there's rumors going on about it, and uh so if he is dead, um his the bastard son is likely pretending that he's not. So this this whoever this son is, he's doing the same thing that Shalons family was doing in pretending that their dad's still
0: okay. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Okay. Also, I feel like we've had a higher frequency of the use of the word bastard in these last chapters. It's printed in I know. The book. No. He says it. Dalinar says it in the reading before. Kaladin said it before that. It's just... That's... A theme. A
1: theme. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but she... Okay. So, I loved this about her. Shalon keeps surprising me. I was... And I'm glad she does because I was having a harder time with her character but she's, she's getting her feet under her. She's really starting to think about consequences and that sort of thing. And so she's like, what if that high prince is dead? That's actually good news for my family because apparently the high prince was one of the ones that they, like, owed money to. Um, and so if he's dead, maybe they don't owe money to him anymore. Yeah. And,
0: you know, it could They'd be, be it, this could be a good thing. So we're having a nice moment between Shalon and Tim through here because Shalon's like, do you know what? she's going to take me under her arm as, like, a ward or an apprentice. And is thinking, oh, it's probably because she wants someone to impress, but there's some warm feelings here mm-hmm. that are about to get washed <laughs> down the toilet. Uh Because, turns out, one of the things that Tin has asked for information on is the bounty on Shallan's deserters. Mm-hmm. And Tin is going to turn all these men in for the monetary reward.
1: Because it's a big reward. Yeah. It's a huge reward. Like, Vatha... Is worth four emerald bromes. Yep. And you explained this to me a little bit. A brome is their largest denomination, right? Yep. And emerald is their most valuable. Valuable. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they use
0: soul casting. Soul casting. For. Mm-hmm. So these men have run away from Sadius' war oh, camp. no. Oh, no. And that's probably why the bounty's so high because Sadius is. Uh, this would have happened. Conjecture. This would have happened after the Battle of the Tower. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well. Uh, it seems like he doesn't like people assuming he's wrong. Uh,
0: Tin drops a cup of wine on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a theory about this. Okay. That,
1: because drops a cup of wine, um, on the ground, and Shalons just like, red carpet wants white. I... Think this is one of the things that propels her into doing what she did. Yeah. This is an event. I would say this like
0: triggers Shalon Yeah, like literally, this is a trigger for her PTSD because red carpet once white is like a phrase that we've heard her imagine several times, and yeah. so it's put her back in whatever was happening that night. Uh, Emily, uh,
1: danger. Yeah, she was in danger, and so her internal systems are probably kicked into super high gear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that you know Shalon has a shard blade, do you have any more thoughts about the red carpet once white night?
1: Okay, so I've been thinking about this actually mm-hmm. because there's the her brother has the shard blade and everyone's super shocked about that. But there is a there's a door, there's a there's a hidden compartment compartment in her dad's room or the library or her mom's room that she can see glow. I think that's where she got her shard blade. I don't think that she has her brother's shard blade. Okay. Uh, because she does have a shard
0: blade. Who called it? You did. Thank you. You called it so fast. Emily, when I read this, floored me. I serious? was so staggered to find out <laughs> Shalon had a blade because I wasn't, you picked up stuff in the first book about her 10 heartbeats and like they mention it. Almost right away, she, like, obliquely mentions it so close to the beginning of the book. I had no idea. And when this happened, I was like, this is brand new information! <laughs> so,
1: amazing. did amazing. <laughs> oh, I did want to ask you, because so much of this stuff is, is happening, you know, uh-huh. so fast. And I know it's been a while since you read this for the first time. But, like, yep. what were your... Do you remember any of your theories of what was going on? Or do you remember, like, I mean this sort of reaction you had you know
0: yeah i um didn't read Shalon's parts very closely <laughs> because i find Shalon's journey less interesting than kaladin's mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of the the issues that kaladin finds himself in are immediate physical danger that has a huge emotional weight to it mm-hmm. and a lot of Shalon's journey is like it's not as personalized where she's like, oh, I have to do this for the good of my house, for politics and and mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so there's not an immediate physical and emotional need given to us as readers. And it's because, and you find this out the deeper you go into book two, mm-hmm. that Shalon doesn't deal with her own emotions, doesn't think about them as often as Kaladin does. And therefore, it's not, it's not like her hand isn't tipped to the audience. Oh. And so it's such a slow ramp up into, because we assume Blossoms and Cake, spoiled rich girl, is like, oh my gosh, my father has died and this is the very first hardship I've ever endured. Mm-hmm. So I it's built where you're meant to underestimate Shalon from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it gets deeper and twistier and more painful with her and with her story the farther we go in. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, that the, the pacing of, Shalon's emotional ties to the reader is such a slow build. That being said, because it's such a slow build, I was very bored with everything Shallan goes through. Uh, and I'm like, Yasna's the greatest. And then Yasna dies. And I'm like, okay, who's this tin lady? I guess I have to fall in love. Nope, tin's dead too. Okay, so keep your eyes out for whoever Shallan's going to bring misfortune to next. Um, I wanted to say this before
1: we went on. I'm so excited reading this book. It is such a fun time. Uh-huh. I cannot wait to get to the end of book four because I want to read fan fiction of this so bad. I want to know what other people like. Are you a on shipper?
0: No, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying of, of that.
1: I'm just saying of overall. Like, I'm so intrigued to see what people write. Like, sometimes you read you know, Avengers fanfic and like most stories tend to be like a very specific way or Batman stories tend to be a very specific way. I'm just really, really intrigued to see what kind of fan fiction is being written because the people who read it and go through thousands of pages, I just want to know like
0: what they write. Uh, I want you to catch up so you and I can co-write The Alternate Universe Where Eshinai is Yasna's war. Oh,
1: that's right. That's right. We were going to do that. So I'm also looking <laughs> forward to
0: that. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's yep um, But we
1: find out we find out something else uh it's confirmed that tin's people were the ones who took out the wind pleasure yasna Klin is dead and tin's like woohoo you know and and she's like oh great i will be paid after all and i think this second thing is what pushes Shalon even further into it like poor tin doesn't realize doesn't know. what she's done but it's just like one thing after the other and you know that that picture of uh, the square blocks that start very small and then get bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and, like, you push over one tiny one and the next biggest one falls over. <laughs> you mean dominoes? Okay, yes, I do mean dominoes. Sorry, yeah, the
0: dominoes with the cascading sizes. With the sizes. cascading sizes, yeah. yeah.
1: And so I feel like that's what's happening with Shalon is that, not that she could have handled one thing or the other, but just because several things happen in a row where red carpet once white, Yasna mm-hmm. Klin is dead, shalon is the name of the ward of yasna Kalin, yeah and tin finds out
0: and again filming the filming of this mm-hmm. it would go dead quiet and we're just watching the span read scratch mm-hmm. we may have tin reading it out loud because that's just how you'd have to film it i'm not involved in anything official <laughs> this is just what i would do this is purely conjecture and there's a moment where shalon reaches out to to like push the span read aside which is obviously the most suspicious thing she could have done yeah and so tin grabs her hand and holds it and there's just going to be a moment of silence until it writes a girl named Shalon, and then it's the it's the quiet before a shootout yes yeah. you predicted this absolutely spot on so good <laughs> job emily thank you looks like you don't even have to read to find out <laughs> But Shalon and Tin see each other, and then it's on. And I want to read a little bit of the joking mm. dialogue Tin had a couple pages back. Uh-huh. When a good con woman dies, it's usually because she starts believing her own lies. She finds something good and wants it to continue. She keeps it going, thinking she can juggle it. One day more, she tells herself. One day more. Oh. And Tin... Thought she knew everything about Shalon and mm-hmm. made a bunch of assumptions and didn't get real information from Shalon, but like trusted her own <gasps> she hubris. Yep. Where is Yasna? Did she live? Did Yasna live? And then Emily got baited and switched.
1: I did. I ascended out of my body <laughs> in joy and and vindication because Yasna's voice comes into the tent and because like Shalon like says help and Yasna's voice comes in and I honestly thought this was ridiculously perfect timing how exciting so great so wonderful and then I realized after I had like been so excited that it was just pattern I'm so angry at Pattern right now. I'm so angry for him, like toying with my emotions like this. Because Pattern, yeah, he imitates <laughs> he imitates Yasna's voice. Yeah, because
0: it's it's what he's done when she sent him to listen in on someone else, and he could repeat it in their voice exactly. Again, set up payoff with that here. Mm-hmm. And Tin is trying to kill Shalon. Yeah, and Shalon tries to fight back. She uses, uh she uses her fingernails to try and scrape oh she like gouges tin's face yeah yeah and then tin says i'm going to have to invite that vatha in here find a way to blame this on him mm-hmm. Shalon is calling out for pattern oh my gosh and then tin's just like i'm sorry i'm gonna have to tie this up tight." in a way i'm proud of you you fooled me you'd have been good at this mm-hmm. and now emily i want you to read the I want you to read the next four lines for
1: me. Calm, Shalon told herself. Be calm. Ten heartbeats. But for her, it didn't have to be ten, did it? No, it must be. Time. I need time.
0: Why doesn't she need ten heartbeats? Okay,
1: so I think that... Okay, this is going to be maybe crazy and really okay. out there. But remember the light again with the... Uh-huh, in thing- the strong box. Yeah. I feel like maybe like a keyblade where you can just like take it out of your heart sort of thing you know like it's it's not just um because renarin had to carry around the shard blade for 10 days or a few a few weeks i don't know until it like like recognized him or whatever i think whatever this shard blade is like there's some deeper connection between it and shalon and maybe it's a okay here's the thing maybe it's a Maybe it's like at the Da Vinci Code sort of thing. Spoilers for the Da Vinci Code where they have traced Jesus's ancestry down through the ages. And I'm wondering if Shalon is like a direct relation through her mom's line to one of the heralds and it's like her birthright. Okay.
0: That's what I think. Interesting. Uh, she does get her red hair from her mom's side.
1: That's right. I was going to bring that up because it talks about, like, she doesn't look a lethi. Like, mm. that's definitely not an lethi trait. Well,
0: she's from Vadenar, so she looks Vaden. Well, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Um, we have seen several, like, Vadens with red hair, so it's not, like, impossible, but it does seem like there's a higher number of Vadens with, with red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, because when Kaladin was first in his army, when we saw Sen's point of view like way back at the beginning, mm-hmm. there was a Vaden in his squad that had red hair, okay. and the uh, assassin, the guy, the shard bearer that Kaladin killed, it was also mentioned that he was red hair, because Amaram's conversation was like, oh, we think he was Vaden, he had okay. red hair. So, we've seen a couple other ginger Vadens throughout the story. Perfect. But, uh, but uh,
1: Tin is, Oh well, first of all, Tin has, like, also done her best to beat Shallan up, like, punch her in the stomach and everything. But Shallan projects who she, like, maybe feels like she is at that moment, which is this beautiful court lady. Mm
0: -hmm. or Who she needs. Who she
1: needs. And Tin just, like, waves her hand through it. And, like, I feel like that should have taken Tin back by surprise, like, realized something else is going on. But she doesn't really and so when the shard blade shows up and she like she's just she continually underestimates shalon to her own downfall because shalon kills her puts her sword through the chest which is what her brother was going to do to her dad so i wonder if that is how shalon killed her own dad was the sword through the the chest rather than like yeah cutting through his neck or whatever but i wonder just like symbolically Mm -hmm. if that is what happened
0: Difficult things, Shallan growled. Yes, I believe I told you. I've learned that lesson already. Yes. Thank you. And now for the rest of this chapter, it mentions here, she felt Numb. She wanted to dismiss the blade, hide it. It was terrible. She did not. She crushed those emotions and hid them deep within. And so she puts on a front for the rest of this. Mm -hmm. And this reminds me a lot of when she's swimming to shore, she's not afraid of the ocean till after. That this seems like a really handy coping mechanism. But it is probably not sustainable. No, no. Because the
1: emotions go somewhere and until you, we've talked about this before, but until you experience them, they stay inside. Yeah. So if you're just pushing anger, 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 fear, 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 Mm fear, fear, when that explodes, it's going to be almost unbearable to feel that. I love that Vatha comes in because I did not like him. I know. (laughs) And so he comes in and he sees... Her, you, there's a corpse on the floor, there's Shalon standing there in, you know, her stone face, face you know, and and the the shard blade in her hand, and he's like, you could have saved the caravan yourself. Like, I love that that's his first moment, and yeah. I wonder if people are going to see it as she believes in people and helps them see their true potential so she doesn't
0: do it for them sort of mm-hmm. a thing. But yeah. Uh, Pattern. Uh, apparently went to the men and told them to come and help mm-hmm. and they killed tin's other men
1: mm-hmm. yeah like the problem has been taken care of
0: and oh man was that her voice completely cold purged of emotion
1: and she's I love this because a lot of times when you're on adrenaline, everything moves faster. Just like your brain is able to kind of take things in a little better. And she's thinking of all the potential things she's got to worry about. And one of them was, uh, sharp blades were near mythical objects and a woman was holding one. Rumors would spread just what she needed. Like she's immediately turning this to her, her own like use. Mm And I feel like, her and Navani would... Be, no, her and um, Sadius and his wife would be unstoppable Ooh. if she ends up
0: aligning with them. Our um, Esh and I yasna storyline. Mm-hmm. What if <laughs> Shalon realizes Yasna Kulin... Yasna Kulin's no longer an option. Mm-hmm. What if in our fan fiction, <laughs> Shallan allies herself with one of the other High Princes mm-hmm. instead. What if she becomes Eli's apprentice? Yeah, and, like, brings them, like,
1: like, brings them up. Raises, right. I'm, I wasn't going to say raises them out of obscurity. That's not it. But, like, I feel like whatever Shalon touches, it may not work at first, but then once she gets the hang of it, mm-hmm. like, go, girl, go.
0: Yeah, Um. so her soldiers bring her all of the writing, all of the records. They're trying to find out what would happen. But, uh... Guess what? Hmm. The span read's still going. That's right. And who hired Tin and her crew to kill Yasna? Uh, the Ghost Bloods.
1: Hey, would you,
0: would you like to arrange a meeting with them in the war in the camps? War camps.
1: They have people in the war camps. Okay, so I wonder if it's the Ghost Bloods writing the numbers on the wall.
0: And they want to meet Tin. Would you like? And she looks at her men, pulling Tin's clothing out of Tin's trunk, <laughs> and then decides yes. Yeah, she answers them back. Shalon is going to meet the plots <laughs> Emily. What? 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 It's so good. So that's where part two ends for Shalon. Oh, I like it. Okay,
1: remember we've talked about this before. I like it when characters end up in different places. I still feel like she's jumping into situations that are, like, way too deep for her to jump into. But she's getting the hang of how to get ahead. And I'm enjoying watching her do that. But that's the end of part two. So now we're on to... The interludes! <laughs> interludes! Oh my gosh. Tell me about I-5, Rider of Storms. Um. So this is... This one is Esh and I going out into the storm and, and we get a, we kind of get a, maybe a history lesson is maybe the right word, but uh, how they used to do it. Like they used to wait until the storm was almost over and then go into the storm so it wouldn't be as dangerous. But she's like
0: charging head first mm-hmm. into like the worst of it all. Real fast? Yeah. Who was the messenger that went to set up the meeting? It's at the very beginning. The of ghost blitz? No, I'm um, sorry. Oh. Uh the the meeting that Adolin mentioned, they're Esh and I wants to set up a meeting with Dallas. It starts with a T to lunch. Nope. It is Food. my dude.
1: Food, Food my, my dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So they're gonna meet them in seven
0: days? Yeah, seven days. Yeah. So we have a week before the meeting. <sighs> oh no. Um, oh, oh sorry. No. Sorry. This is bad. Do they say seven days or do they say they a do. week? No, okay. they say seven days. That's because... not a week. I'm so sorry. I forgot. On Roshar, the weeks are ten days. Ten days.
1: Okay. Um, this is bad because eshnai is supposed to be the one to go meet him, and she's not entirely herself by the end of these interludes.
0: Nope. She, she
1: goes out into the storm. Yeah. It doesn't happen quite here. Oh, it does. It does. It does. It does. Um... She's trying to keep things in her in her mind. She's trying to stay focused on the rhythm. And uh it's this really great, like, super great, great scene. Yes, Megan. Oh,
0: the the Stormfather. They uh He talks to her. hmm What do they call the Stormfather? The writer of storms. Which Kaladin. Oh no. Maybe in, their, maybe in their history, the listeners used to ride the storms. Maybe. I don't know. I'm so rode the storms, so. but not anymore. Because the
1: spren that she brings and breaks free... I want to break free! Uh, the spren escaped from its prison and spun around her, giving off a strange red light. Splinters of lightning spring from it. Anger spren? Which I find this interesting, because... If they know what Spren look like, but she's like, is this Anger Spren? Like, you know it can't be Anger Spren. It has to be something else.
0: Syl has been spotting strange Spren Mm -hmm. before storms. Yeah. What do they look like? Red
1: lightning. And so if this
0: is the true Stormfather, how is he allowing this? So... I suppose this must be. It was going to happen. I cannot stop this, the writer of Storm said. Mm-hmm. I would shelter you, little one, if I were given that power. I am sorry. I am sorry. Yeah, because she is like, oh, th- th- stop, 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 stop.
1: And the rhythm is lost from her mind. Yeah. And she then begins to change.
0: Ooh. Spren with red eyes. Belong to Odium.
1: So their shard bearer is now infected with Odium's evilness, and she's supposed to go meet the Blackthorn in seven days.
0: It's probably fine. It's probably gonna be fine. Well, let's uh let's jump over to meet our good old buddy Zayhel. Zayhel! It's very short, this might be the shortest interlude we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um he's got that symbol that was above Thaddeus' thing. Was so confused about this
1: too. Like Not confused. This is not confused. But basically what happens in this page is he's woken in the middle of the night. He's super grouchy about it. Kaladin's at his door saying, is it still on the table to learn how to fight with a shard blade? And he says, no. Come back in the morning.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start off with someone was near. Zahel awoke, snapping his eyes open, knowing instantly that someone was approaching his room. Oh, so he has like a, like a bubble, like a... So, if you remember in Warbreaker, one of the early uh, one of the early skills you get with having a lot of breaths is something called life sense, and you can sense oh, yes. the breaths of living beings around you. Cool. That's how Zahel knows that someone's coming. That's awesome. So good to know. Kaladin still has his breath. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love the crossover, the the tiny details between these two mm-hmm. amazing books.
0: Uh. The Bridgman-turned-bodyguard, the one with that Spren, Zahel could sense always spinning about. So he can't always see Spren, but does Syl have a breath? Humpst. He calls him the boy.
1: And I love this because Zahiel's obviously here in disguise. And he's he does not like being... He calls them monks. They're they're the ardents. But he does not like that, you know, they don't get locks on their doors. They only get one blanket. Like, he's almost kind of like... He's, like, looking forward to when he doesn't have to do this anymore.
0: Yep. Uh, Zahiel pulled up his blanket. Damn, monks only got one. And turned... Oh, sorry, sorry. Kaladin shows up. I got so excited. <laughs> Kaladin shows up. And Zayhill's like, No. I'm angry. I'm tired. <laughs> come back Call him tomorrow. The and Callan's like, I'll come back tomorrow. So, so, um, and then Zahil says, good, and don't be green from the ground. And Cal is just like, what? Uh, Sokar, when he drowned in the swamp. <laughs> it's very, it's given me, listen, I'm not just saying this. It's given me very Lieutenant Kayshawn vibes. Nice, nice. <laughs> Um, Anyway, Emily, can you read us the last couple sentences after turned over on his cot? Yes, he expected a voice to
1: speak in his mind as he drifted off. Of course, there wasn't one. Hadn't been one in years. I think it's Nightblood. I think he misses him. Do you know what? It. Whatever.
0: I'm going to confirm for you that that is a Nightblood reference. Yes! And I'm also going to let you know this book happens after Warbreaker. Okay, so bastard Zehel, the the venna the venna has nightblood uh last yeah last we saw nightblood okay. The vena had okay him him him. It, it. him yeah the sword where's
1: why zahel here i don't know i i don't know if he's part of the big cycle like he's been mm-hmm. around for so long i feel like I feel like if you're a wizard that's lived for hundreds of years. What's a wizard? (laughs) (laughs) That you'd eventually like find your way into like a lot of things that you get involved with. And you maybe not, you might not want to, but by default of who you are, you're a part of this. So, and then Tone. We get Tone. Tell me about the symbol. It is. I'm assuming it's gonna be Talon's scar, but it's let's see, two, four, six, what? That's genius!
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of something completely different. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, but but. Keep you're counting. Do that That's some more.
1: 90. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stars. Where's the tenth star? Is it him? Is he the tenth star? He
0: got left behind. Oh. I I think listen, I think this is the ten turned to nine of the the nine that left him behind in Super mm-hmm. Hell. Oh poor buddy.
1: I feel okay. I'm I'm scared of this character and I'm scared for this character mm-hmm. because. I mean, this this interlude is, like, two pages long. And he's been brought to, we understand, he has been brought to Elokar. So he's, he's there at the war camps, and he just keeps kind of repeating the same things over. Um, but people can't really understand him because mm-hmm. it's such an old dialect. But what he... He doesn't really know what day it is. He doesn't know what year it is. He doesn't know where he is. And if he's such a powerful being... I'm worried what his power will do. Like,
0: I'm afraid he's going to hurt somebody yeah. and not
1: mean to. Yeah.
0: Mentally, he is not in great shape. No. Uh, this is, you know, this is a, a point of view. And he's just repeating a message that he has memorized. Mm-hmm. And it is intercut with the dialogue of the people around him. Yeah. But he's not looking at the people around him or registering. He's just saying the words he remembers out loud. And so we're getting a conversation in this scene. Um Elokar is here, Dalinar is here, and they're discussing Wit, uh, who was riding with with Borden. Um, Anyway, Elokar is just dismissing everything, but here's one of the things that... Talon is saying, Mm -hmm. Kalak will teach you to cast bronze if you have forgotten that. Mm -hmm. We will soul cast blocks of metal directly for you. I wish we could teach you steel, but casting is so much easier than forging. And you must have something we can produce quickly. Like, I almost feel like with this thing,
1: when the desolations come around, these poor innocent people get pulled into something that they have no part, they have no reason to be a part of and that
0: maybe these heralds mm-hmm. are just using them i'd like to bring up real fast and i like what you said so i want to go with more there mm-hmm. but we have here a soul casting limitation they cannot soul cast steel oh they can soul cast bronze but steel has to be forged mm-hmm. so there you go uh he has a sharp blade yeah that
1: doesn't disappear when he drops it mm-hmm Odd that which I think hi, this Storm is. Pod. Oh, go ahead, nothing. I just said hi, Storm Pod. Okay, <laughs> um, maybe this goes back to the Shalon thing where like she doesn't have to have the 10 heartbeats and he just maybe always keeps it out. I don't know, like, and and his thoughts are also getting interrupted by like he's remembering heat and screams, like he's been there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. How many
0: thousands of years? Four. Thousand years. 4,500, yep. Alright. Um Elokar doesn't even consider for a moment that the shard blade could actually be his. Oh, because
1: he's a dark eyes. Mm-hmm. And
0: they're so
1: confused as to where they got it. They're taking it and they're gonna give it to somebody else.
0: What? What? Well, whoops. What? <laughs> Looks like there's ten blades in the ground again! <laughs> well, sorry, Tom. Uh, That's kind of rough. But we'll leave that confusing chapter behind. I just... Eshinai's back and she's had her extreme makeover.
1: Oh my gosh. And, oh, this one's really scary because she comes back and it, we, we're led to understand, like, She's not all armored out like the, like the warriors are. Um, it says tiny, almost invisible lines of red lightning flared from her hand. If she made a fist, um, she'd lost the bulky armor of war form. Instead, small ridges peeked out through the skin of her arms, which was stretched tightly in places. She tested the new armor against stones and found it very durable. She has hair again. Yes. Which I thought was very interesting. Um, she doesn't have to get a running start. She just crouches down and, like, shoots up into the air. Um, And so she, she lands. People backed away. So clear. Everything was so clear. Like, they keep emphasizing this. And to the point that I feel like, you know, like in Avengers, when people are, like, Overcome by the Tesseract, and they're just uh-huh. like, this is our, like, one true purpose, and nothing else matters, just this very one laser-focused thing. She's mind-controlled, y'all. How She's completely
0: mind-controlled. Eshinai, it was Thud wearing his long coat. Eshinai, your eyes. Yes, they're red. They are a representation of what I have become. But in the song, Like, they know. Yeah. They know. And so...
1: Venley's just like this is storm form, but I don't think it well maybe it is because Esh and I talks about like with enough of us like this, we can control the storms, but I don't think this is storm we're, form. We're
0: rewinding a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. I can feel something, something building a storm. You can feel a storm right now in the rhythms? beyond the rhythms Esh and I said mm-hmm. how could she explain it how could she describe taste to one with no mouth sight to one who had never seen i feel a tempest brewing just beyond our experience a powerful angry tempest a high storm with enough of us bearing this form together we could bring it we could bend the storms to our will and we could bring it down upon our enemies hey uh she has some new opinions about the storm rider yeah she
1: feels that they betrayed him betrayed them seen uh i've looked into the depths of the storm rider's eyes and i have seen his betrayal i know his mind and have seen his intent to help the humans against us and so she's like i'm here to save
0: everybody the humming to awe grew louder and some began to sing esh and i gloried in it she pointedly ignored the voice deep within her that was screaming in horror. Uh, uh,
1: that's the part that I'm just like, oh. Like, that is so scary to me, is that if you're ever mind-controlled, but you have complete... It's like the Yerks. Yeah. The Yerks and Animorphs. Those terrified me. I loved those books, but that concept terrified me as a kid mm-hmm. reading them, of just, like, being made to do something that you were fully aware of and did not yeah. want to
0: do, and so there's there's clearly some sort of outside force that's doing it to Eshinai and like mm-hmm. shoving her down. But this reminds me, this I think is like a, a parallel to what Shalon just did, shoving all of her emotions down Ooh. to be the warrior she needs for this moment. Now, okay. granted, Shalon is doing that—that's her own personal coping, yeah, yeah, preservation that she's doing. And again, an outside force is doing this to Eshinai. But there's such a there's such a parallel. Well, that brings us to the end of part two. <gasps> Can I uh, look at the... I'm going to read it to you. Okay. All right. Next week, we're going to start in part three called Deadly. Uh, oh, no. And the point of view characters are Shalon. Okay. Kaladin. Okay. Adolin. Okay. Navani. <gasps> Yay! And I just want to read you the the next chapter title, which I love. Mm-hmm. The Multiplied Strain of Simultaneous Infusion. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, but let's, let's check out which heralds are hanging out with us, uh, this round. We had on chapter 33, Burdens.
1: And that's Yezrian Mm -hmm. in The Crown. And I can't remember who the guy is with the lightning and the hood
0: lightning and a thunder what? thunder thunder oh also that's this week's song okay it's lightning and thunder because of ash and transformation <laughs> into storm Perfect. form so this week we have Yezrian. great job you're doing so good Thank at you. catching those and this guy is Naylan. Naylan. so that's nail and he's justice and we've got Naylan again
1: and I oh, think sorry, she-
0: sorry. Uh, why do you think Naylan is here? Uh, the fight, the end of the fight with Zeth. Oh, with justice. Because I don't feel like justice was served. I have some thoughts. Okay, and one of those thoughts is, uh, Zeth saying they told me I was a liar. They told me I was wrong. They named me truthless. That something clearly unjust. Has happened happened to Zeth. A verdict was handed
1: down to him that was on, okay,
0: okay, okay, I can do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while we're there, so, he was named Truthless, Mm -hmm. and then he got the Oath Stone. So, again, I'm going to ask you, is this Ella Enchanted, or is this Zeth accepting his punishment? I feel it will be more tragic if it was
1: Zeth accepting his punishment and doing everything he could and that he believed would maybe not vindicate him but wipe away his sins yeah that all these awful things he did <laughs> was because maybe other people told him that was the only way to do it yeah okay who do we've got in blossoms and cake uh Naylan again justice yep which i feel like she got justice for yasna by killing tin um and that is not is that Shalash? Yeah, that's okay. Shalash. Okay, and then
0: because it's a Shalon chapter, yep. Her namesake, creativity. Ugh. And then we're going to introduce, not yet, but um, writer of writer of storms. That's. Do you know who the helmet is? Uh huh. That's Tom. Oh, that's Tom. Okay. Yep. Uh. So Eshne goes out into the storm. mm Hmm. He's the fighter. He's the soldier. I I also feel like she goes into hell. Yeah. You know? Do you know what? I love that, too! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Zahel. We just saw this guy. We just saw this guy previously. And it was... There's some that show up all the time, like Mm -hmm. Yezrian and Shalash, and they're, like, easy to spot. But this is a... He looks like
1: the stereotypical, like... Priest he's a, like a monk. bald
0: wizard guy. Yeah, with like long, long beard. He's the guy that symbolizes obedience. Ishar. Ishar. Uh, okay. Piety.
1: Oh, patience. Because he's a monk.
0: Yep. <laughs> he, he has, has no now. patience.
1: <sighs> and then, who's this guy in a
0: mask for Tom? Hi, Emily. We are now introducing a character. In the headings, who is not a herald? <sighs> is it wit? So, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Okay. This, uh, this relief, this symbol mm-hmm. is basically the Joker card, okay. and it can either symbolize wit, or it can count as like a wild card. Okay. Um. And so I would say yes, it represents wit because wit is mentioned in mm-hmm. this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Who's the lady? She's got
1: a helmet on. I want to say that's Chachanarach. Okay.
0: Yeah! <laughs> it's Chach. There she is. Um, So she's bravery and obedience. And honestly, that just, that's Tom. That's Tom. He stayed for so long. Hey, Emily, why's Tom back? Because it's starting
1: again. I think he came to warn them, like, against, with great personal danger.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then finally, with Eshinai's final thing, is Naylan. Mm-hmm. Two Naylans, yeah. Two Naylans.
1: Which I think justice needs to be served. I don't think justice is happening
0: here. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> uh And then this week's song is Thunder. By Imagine Dragons. the thunder, thunder, thunder. Uh, So, next, we are going to read Chapter 35, The Multiplied Strain of Simultaneous Infusion. Mm -hmm. We are going to read Chapter 36, A New Woman. And we are going to read Chapter 37, A Matter of Perspective. My name is Megan, and I gotta get back to notating sequences.
1: My name is Emily. I gotta go house hunting.
0: I believe in you. I believe in you! Ready? Ready? Break! two
1: episodes in a day look at us thank you all so very much for listening to my sister made me view it the way of kings and emily is the one who is doing the outro this week
0: Cause I'm sick.
1: Again. <laughs> hey.
0: This time I got it from you. You had it first. It's true. We were we had a bunch of family in, and Emily and I were sharing the same bedroom while family was here. And I'm like, wouldn't it be so funny if this is COVID's revenge? But whatever it is, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. I definitely got it worse than Emily. Mm-hmm. My lymph nodes. Her lymph nodes are like baseballs. They're like the size of, I was going to say onions, but not like full purple onions. I'm thinking like the smaller, almost like leeks. Okay. They're big though. They're big. Unnaturally so. (laughs) They're like the size of a bridge man's (laughs) deltoids. So anyway, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, also, can I just say, Emily is the only person in our family who noticed I was sick. It took everyone else two days.
1: I don't know why they couldn't figure it out. You were sleeping all the time. And I didn't want to play video games. (laughs) That was the biggest, like when a
0: dog doesn't want to eat, you know something's wrong. Oh, the funniest part about it was like, I'm sitting at my computer going, (coughs) because I'm still working. And our other sister, who I get it, has five kids and has other things to worry about, was coming in and out as she was packing the car. And she's like, here, hold this baby. And I'm like, um," but the baby was sick first. (laughs) The baby got all of us The baby did it. So I'm like, I don't even care. (laughs) And she invited us to a movie night that night. And Emily was like, Megan's sick. Like, and she's, she's like, real sick. What? <laughs> so, yeah, lots of sleeps, lots of fluids. I My lymph nodes are big because they're fighting like champs. So good. I will survive
1: this. Good. Well, here's the thing. I can't even tell you to look forward to Christmas.
0: Because we've already had it. We've had one, yes. <laughs> what about second Christmas? <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about this more in our podcast, but I guess in like five months when we finally catch up to our backlog, you guys will hear about Second Christmas. But till then, thank you for listening. I am going to tell the story. But our outro is already three minutes long. We didn't do an intro. (laughs) They don't listen. Pass the closing listeners. (laughs) Do you listen past the closing song? All I want to tell
1: them is how much fun we had with everyone in town, family members that weren't here for Thanksgiving and won't be here for Christmas. We cooked Thanksgiving dinner and opened Christmas presents on the same Uh,
0: day. Whose genius idea was that? Mm, I think it was my podcast host. It was me. You heard it here, folks. Chris thanksgiving must is the new it. This holiday has everything. (laughs) It's Christmas. It has Thanksgiving. And it a trip to the aquarium, (laughs) which is like my favorite thing. So really, it
1: was my day. It was wonderful. So we're paying the price now. But it's like December 21st, and we're done with Christmas, (laughs) which is a little sad. Emma,
0: the baby, (laughs) it might have an infection. Anyway. Our sister does not believe her baby got us sick. He coughed in my face
1: (laughs) so many times. And I knew immediately that I couldn't fight it and I was
0: just going to get sick. I had to miss my company Christmas party. Um, Once again, I made it all the way through the fun activity and only got sick after. (laughs) (laughs) You're nothing if not consistent. I'm always the last man down (laughs) See, now we're out four They're long. not listening to this. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Special thank you to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm, in our intro and outro. And catch us a week from today, December the 29th, as we do our next Roswell episode. And then a week after that, we will be in the new year. And then it will be January 5th before you get more Stormlight Archive. Good heavens.
1: (sighs) Hang on till then. We love you so much. We believe in you.
0: Now, our outro is five minutes long.
1: Sign (laughs) off. Sign (laughs) off.